Welcome back for another round of Focused Fire Chat, recorded live on November 16th, 2015. This is your host, Blue, along with our co-hosts, Justin and mm-hmm. Willie. Ow! Our topic for this chat is that of the infamous Vault of Glass. Before we start yes. the show, however, I want to run through just some really quick notes. Our last chat was about the Elixni. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out our Podbean site at focusedfirechat.podbean.com for archives of all previous chats. As many of you already know, Focused Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ending on the Tuesday morning for the new chat. Every Wednesday at about 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those guardians who are unable to participate in the chat room. The topic for next week's chat has already been decided and will be on the Guardian Races. So, with all that out of the way, let's get back to this week's topic, or this last week's topic, the Vault of Glass. And I'm going to let Willie, who has already been doing some research on his side, go into what we know. Okay. Um, things we know about the Vault of Glass, first off, is that there's not a lot that we know. Well, and by that I mean there's just so many, like, for instance, the main boss, Atheon, we don't know if he created the vault, if the vault created him. We just know they both exist. And uh, there's so, the Vex I've gone into. I know Blue's not going to like me saying this so early, but I, I kind of compare the Vault of Glass to being kind of like a hive throne world. Not in the sense that, you know, that's the only place they can die but just merely in the fact that they control things. They they actually manipulate time itself. And not only that, but they decide what is and what is not real while they're in there. Now, this is only specific Vex subtypes that do this, but this is the only place where they can do it. Which is absolutely fascinating and makes you want to know why and how, but... We'll get into all that later with all our spin flow goodness. And also, well, and kind of off the topic there too, the vault, I I would argue that the vault isn't as much a throne world as it is a giant processor, um, which we can get into as well when we start talking about some of the, the Vex, uh, I wouldn't really call it biology, well, I guess it would be biology, but yeah, I see where you're the, going with the blue because and I agree like um, that's that's probably a better wording for it because um, actually if you think about it well I, I yeah we'll get into it a little bit with the biology <laughs> because there's there's a giant component within the throne room that giant glass throne that you see um, that's actually not glass that's uh, that that could be that's actually um, vex it's totally metal. Oh yeah, sure, sure. We'll get into it, but so first, I mean, so yeah, exactly. So we we don't really know, you know, the history of the vault. Um, oh, Justin's Justin's bailing on us. Um, so we don't we don't know the history of the vault necessarily, right? We um, we just know that it has it exists, 
We know that Atheon is called the Times Conflux. Do we want to talk about that whole interaction, or do you want to even go even more farther back and just kind of discuss, start the discussion at what exactly does the Vault... What what do we know from the Grimoire that the Vault does, or House, or how does it? how is it explained in the Grimoire? Grimoire, there's like a, diff, a few different things. For instance, you have the Eye of Atheon, which is an item you have to get for the No Time to Explain, which we'll get into that later. But in order to get this, obviously you have to kill Atheon times Conflux. And the quote on it is, you think of time as a constant companion, right up until you are drowning in it, sufficed in time shivering under the glare of the Conflux. Then you will know what I know. Time is a predator, and it cannot be sated. And that's file uh, 34543 from Praetith's Ghost, which we'll get into. That's, that's another big thing to know about the Vault of Courses. There's only three Guardians known of before you and your raid team go in there to raid the Vault. That made it into the vault of class which are the hero kabir the legionless the almighty titan which seems to be a uh, re reoccurring story in destiny the titan is the badass that will sacrifice whatever to get the job done so to speak and then we have pahanin the hunter we don't know how his cowardly self got out we, but yeah. somehow he got out. And we know that and he's terrified of warlocks. Kabir, yeah, you know. Interacting with Kabir, or whether it's just that, or it's also his time in the vault, made him so scared to be alone that he made super good advice, which is supposed to talk to you. Actually, uh, it's supposed to have its own AI, which anyone who's read the Grimoire on the gun knows that. Right. And there's Praetith, Warlock. And Praetith, he, just like Kabir, which one of the things we're going to end up getting into later is Kabir fashioned armor out of the Vex. Well, Praetith went ahead and he made weapons out of them. One of which was my favorite sniper rifle from year one, Praetith's Revenge, which has the quote on it, I can't remember the exact quote. I'm going to roll with it, though. Say that Praetith's Fall hasn't happened yet, but it yeah. will happen again, and it's happening now. Some, it's something along those lines, which tells us that Praetith is lost in time. Here we know, well, I guess we'll get to Kabir's fate toward the end here. Yeah, we will, because... I can I can talk about that. Uh, Praetis Revenge, the quote is, Praetis Fall isn't over because it hasn't happened yet, and it will happen again. So, the the important thing that really is consistent in the vault, and, you know, regardless of what we do know about the history of it, is that time is... I, I, I hesitate to say fluid, but that's kind of what it is. It, it doesn't... It is a literal conflux of time. Um, one of the ways that we kind of talked about in the chat, you know, the way to look at it was that in a very, 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 very basic way to look at it is that the Vault of Glass is kind of like a travel hub for the Vex, right? 
that's why all the gates are there. Um, it's, it's, it's a literal conflux or a meeting point, an intersection point of all time. And Atheon exists as kind of a, a controller, if you would, that allows those traveling entities to access all those different lines that pass through the, the vault is one is one theory of what that is um and then there's there's a lot like i said there's there's a lot to delve into just with the vex there you know the vex alone the biology within the vex is something that lends a lot of information to the way um the way you look at what the vet or how the vault is structured just architecturally and um so there, there's a lot there's a lot that build that the vex are the way that they structure themselves because of their own biology is very important within the vault as well and then also the you know the other thing that a lot of people don't realize about the vex is you know there's there's misconception that the vex are all one mind um that's not true. The well, it, it is true, but it's not true. There's there's a division in the Vex. Uh, the the three that we do know about are the Hezen, the Soul, and the Virgo. I always misremember that last one, but I'm pretty sure it's the Virgo off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the you're right. Hezen are from. I'm trying to remember. Hezen are. Those from, are the ones that are concentrated around the vault. Are, but Hezen are Hezen from the Black Garden? Because are they the protectors? No, that's soul. no, no. the Hezen protective. I always um, flip these. The, the card soul for the Hezen protective is the mysterious Hezen protective is the second right. major right, Vex right, right, behavioral right. unit on Venus, concentrated around the legendary Vault of Glass and the Endless Steps, the site of a massive Vex gate and the access point to the towering Citadel. The protective's behavior seems very defensive. But leading cryptars and experienced guardians warned that it would be a fatal mistake to think of the Vex as a conventional military occupying an area. Vex behavior is always a process, active and purposeful. The protective is clearly engaged in a colossal project, but as with much Vex behavior, it's unclear whether their ultimate purpose is even comprehensible to us. The protective may be reacting to an event that has yet to occur, or working toward a goal to us is already a historical fact. So that delves a little bit more into the fact that we don't know exactly what time frame that has a protective is from, but we do know that they are the main enemy inside the wall of glass. Right. We'll also let you in on the paradox mission, but we'll delve into that later. I suppose. God, we're not going to cover all of this, guys. Um, <laughs> right? No, and that, and that's the thing is like, and just like you know, just like with anything of this, um, soul imminent. That's what I was thinking of. That are inside the vault of glass. Um, the um, just like you know, anything with it. The more you delve into the rabbit hole, <laughs> the more it branches out, and you start realizing that this thing really is endless. Especially when you start looking at it like we look at it, and you know, I, I come at it from a very different perspective than Willie and Justin come at it. You know, I'm looking more of like a thematic analysis of it, and you know, kind of the connections between all the pieces, which is a very fluid way to look at things. So, I mean, 
Yeah, the more the more information, and then and then you throw in the fact that the more information we get, obviously the more connections we get, and you then throw in a concept like time travel, and that becomes even more of a headache. Um, but yeah, so you know we have we have the fire team, right? Let's get back on. Let's let's go back. Let's step 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 back. So we have the fire team, the three fire teams. <laughs> we have Kabir, we have Pradith, and we have. I can never pronounce his name. I always want to call him. I'm going to call him Pancake. I'm just going to call him Pancake. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. Works for me. He's a squishy hunter anyway. Glitch glitch nails it. That's exactly what I think about Vault of Glass. She said in the chat, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. It's a big ball of timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff. That is what the Vault of Glass is. Um, Or wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, actually. She got it backwards. But... um, (laughs) And, and so we have we have a fire team, and the interesting thing is, and this was a, this was actually a, a bit of of a debate, is there's only three. Um, it's it's an interesting thing because in the game, especially you know now that we're looking at you know Vault of Glass outside of it as a game, Vault of Glass was obviously the first raid. However, when we went into the Vault of Glass, we went in with a full team, a full team, air quotes here, of six guardians. And every raid since then, we have always had a team of six. Now, now obviously, out, outside of game, like, you know, breaking the fourth wall, you can solo things, but it, it was designed for a team of six. So the question is, and we know that Crota's End, which actually took place, I think, before the Vault of Glass, if I'm remembering all the ma- or the time here, right before it, um, their raid team was six. So it, it wasn't that they were the you know the, some people said oh well they must be the reason why we do fire teams of six because obviously they didn't have enough power well but it's it's almost like it's not they almost and then there's the argument that there was an additional three that were literally written out of the role the line of time um which i i don't i don't actually really strongly agree with you think that is I can I can see. Either I mean, way. How, how else do they know that the oracles will mark you and tell you if you're real or not? You know, they had to. Have I guess seen that's it true because we do know that they only got to the Templar, but then they start talking about they do talk about Gorgons and. Which? How the hell did they get back up that cliff? Because I've tried and I never can. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I. I wish I could tell Unless you. Must have a stronger boost than we do. Right. Floofers be floofing, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, and that and that that obviously was a really long. It, it was it was actually a pretty good debate too. You know, we it had was. we had a cra- I had the crazy idea of you know, hey, what if we are actually the three missing? Because in the game, you know, every time we have a raid team, outside of raids, um, anytime you have a fire team, it's three people. It's always three, except for when we go into raid, which is six. And so I was like, you know, hey, that would be kind of I just kind of threw that out there, and I just actually think about it. I don't think that's actually what it is, but it was a, it was just an interesting tangent that I had. It's a pain as a person thing, right? Yeah, I no, it, it was, but you know, it was obviously one of those ones that I'm like, I would be remiss if I don't piss off somebody by throwing this this idea out there. But um, <laughs> yeah, so okay, so we we you know they they obviously fail, um, <laughs> drastically fail. Uh, and we'll we'll get in like Willie said we'll get into the Kabir debate a little bit later, 
Praetith. Um, Praetith fails to such a point that he, he's not even remembered. Um, he's completely... He's erased. not completely well, forgotten. Well, he's not completely forgotten well, because there's, there's tidbits of him left, as is seen in Praetith's Revenge and a few scribblings on, as, as uh, Ikora mentions in the... There's also Praetith's timepiece. Right. The timepiece... skips like a stone on the ocean. Right, and then there's also there's apparently some some notes that he scribbled in some book, I guess somewhere. And you know, glitch glitch makes that point. Ikora talks about how when we find out that Praetith was actually a person, she was surprised. Um, you know, and and in that in that dialogue, she says, you know, I've heard whispers, I've seen scribbles in the side of, or in the margins of note or books, um, and pieces. You know, and then obviously she talks about the two pieces of equipment that we get. But, and then Pancake goes and makes super good advice and is terrified of warlocks. He won't even shake their hands, which I kind of, it kind of begs the question of what exactly happened that, that scared him so much. If it, well, that, that specifically, um, makes you wonder what the hell did Praetith do to him? Right. I mean, that's, that's what I mean is like, like, because he was, Praetith was the warlock. And so exactly. what, I mean, so there's, there's a couple opportunities there or a couple options, you know, either he's trying to process the fact that, you know, he doesn't remember, but he remembers that paradox and, or Praetith did something and betrayed them. Um, I, I don't really view Praetith as the traitor type, um, yeah. especially with the new grimoire that we have access to, he, he doesn't strike me as a, as a Toland like character who's just going to sacrifice people. He, he kind of, stri- I mean, he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to sacrifice himself necessarily, but he doesn't seem like the type of person that's just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Just run, run towards that big glass thing. That, that sounds like a great idea. Do that. So, yeah, that, that's a big thing we've always had on Toland is, especially in chat. Uh, demo, if we're going to be naming names. <laughs> and demo, I, it's demo hard to actually disagree with Demo about. on there. Like, when you read the grimoire of how Tolan treated the first Crota fire team, you know, he tells Vel, Titan, if, I'm sure they'll take your challenge. Go for it. Go punch as many things as you can punch. Well, and Ariana, go get your vengeance. Right. Well, you know. and, and even when Eris confronted him, he was like, "Of course, I have secrets. They're my weapons. Like, what do you think I'm going to use to fight?" And that, he he was he was very honest in his dishonesty, like, which is kind of a weird joke. But but I, Praetith doesn't strike me like that. Praetith doesn't strike me as a a Toland. He now I will say, however, that if you read the Osiris card. It does seem to hint that Osiris might have been the catalyst which led these three or six into delving into the vault. Well, I mean, they they kind of pointed out directly in the Osiris card. Right. That's what. That's what I mean. Is it's to me that's you obvious. know they they use a uh, they use a a plural sense for it, but at the same time, it's a while it says Titans. That would make you think, okay, and when you look at it, there's actually Grimoire on Wei Ning as well. 
in the vault class. So maybe Wei Ning, you know, so had her part in trying to get into the vault, see what's in there. But you know, it, it does say in the Osiris card, you know, that that was one of the reasons why he ended up getting exiled because he led Titans, which well, that and he was he he turned people away from what was thought to be the main importance, which was you know supporting yes. the city. But it says exactly it would be, uh, you know, after he would divert attention away from the traveler's only hope, as he was dabbling in thanatics, ahamkara lore, chasing after Zer and the tricks of the nine launching expeditions into the reef and beyond at a time when quick ships were irreplaceable, which means it's before, you know, we, we found a ship easily on the hyperdrive to go to other planets as we needed fairly easily. So well, we, we did, we did have to take out a Archon for that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, who didn't did so, bitch smack that Archon? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Especially if you're tight, we punch that thing at least um, five Wei times. Ning actually shows. Go for it, Justin. Are you there? Yep. Go. I don't know if he can hear us. Wei Ning did something. Oh, there he goes. Um, while we're waiting for him to come back, do we want to? Oh, can you hear me now? There Justin. it is. Okay, oh, Wei Ning. back. Wei Ning, okay. go. No, uh, I was going to say Wei Ning actually shows up on the uh, class item for the Titan out of the vault. The Light of the Great Prism. It's a Wei Ning quote. It says, when the, dark, when the long dark closes around us, we will be the last light. Which I always thought was a weird place for a Wei Ning quote to show up. It is. And that's what I was talking about. When I said, you know, it seems like even Wei Ning might have dipped her toes into the vault of see what she could find in there. But we know that's not where she died. She definitely died in a fight against Crodon, Luna, oh, yes. aka the moon. But it says, yeah. Titans assembled teams to chase the legendary Vault of Glass instead of striking the Fallen. One can only assume very easily that they're talking about Kabir, who ends up becoming the Legionless, which... The fact that they would even give Kabir that title speaks volumes to me. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> he, he will not well, follow anyone I, I, else. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know Kabir's history. I know what happens to him in the vault, and I actually kind of found out more about what happens. And actually, now that I've read everything that I've read about what happened with the Vex biology in Kabir, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, as far as where he got the title, I, I, I would not be the person to hazard a guess on that one. I think it's because he he faced the vault alone at some point. They exactly. say that a couple times. That's that's what it is. He. Well, I mean, so you know, let's. Well, let's he just, was alone, um, even though he knew that he can't open the vault alone. But and he remembers and so, being alone. Right, and so let's you know so. Let's just read that. The Vault of Glass Grimoire card, right? It's from Panant Pancake. I don't... I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. <laughs> Panini. Panini. 
Um, it says, oh, yeah. <laughs> his name was Kabir. He wasn't my friend, but I knew and respected him as a guardian and a good man. He fought the Vex alone. This destroyed him. In the time before he vanished, he said things that I think should be remembered. These are some of them. In the vault, time frays and a needle moves through it. The needle is the will of Atheon. I do not know the name of the shape that comes after the needle. No one can open the vault alone. I opened the vault. There was no one with me, but I was not alone. You will meet the Templar in a place that is a time before or after stars. The stars will move around you and mark you and sing to you. They will decide if you are real. I drank of them. It tasted like the sea. That is all I can remember. Panini. Pancake. <laughs> so, okay. All right. I Can I just, can I talk about the the radial area? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Man. Okay. All right. So, Vex. Vex. We... We know, um, let me think, I'm going to kind of nod, I'm going to give a nod out to the subreddits on this one, because this is really fascinating stuff for me. And actually, I'm going to see if I can read this, because I found this and I think that it's awesome. So there was there was a post that a guy did, and he did a pretty extensive look at what it is that make up the Vex. And the reason that the Vex biology and the, the Vex... Um, makeup is really important. I'll get into that a little bit later. But what he said was, this is a really, really long post, but I took a paragraph out of it, and he said, um, for more ideas that the Vex are actually highly evolved forms of Radiolera. And finally, the confirmation by Deej, which was on a Planet Destiny podcast, that the Vex are, quote, a liquefied race of people contained in this walking form, you know, this robotic form, end quote. So I decided to look into the Radiolera more. It's already been maintained that they create siliconous ooze, and this probably what makes it the vault of glass, which is it's important here, and why Atheon looks the way he does. So Atheon, you know, has the giant uh, body what of looks what looks like glass. Well, so if you if you look, siliconous is of or relating to or containing silica, which is a chemical that contains silicon, which is used which is found in sand and quartz and is used to make glass. Um, now, that's important um, because, obviously, we call it the vault of glass. There's a lot of those glass-like structures all over the place. There's even a giant throne made of glass. The, the image of the chat that I put up was actually a um, a rendition of the, the glass throne, which I'll, I'll get to in just a minute. So, But Radiolera, Radiolera actually... Uh, the, the definition of radiolera is a protozoa that produce minimal skeleton or mineral skeletons, which are known for the resemblance to regular polyhedra, which is basically a uh, three-dimensional shape with a flat polygon faces and straight edges and sharp, sharp centers, sharp corners. And Pins is joking and saying drink vex milk daily, and that's actually that that's actually my next point. So. Protozoa are single-celled organisms with animal-like behaviors, which is basically motility and uh, predation. Like, they, they actually have an animalistic nature to them. So, a vex is literally the, 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 the liquid inside the vex that we all call vex milk. That's actually, that is actually the entity that is the vex. The suit of armor that we see that interacts, like, you know, that, that we see as the minotaurs or as the... Uh, the hobgoblins, that, that suit of armor is actually a naturally formed suit 
that they have created to protect themselves. They are actually single, they are kind of single-celled organisms that has created into a, a liquid. Which, which, if you remember in the Vault of Glass card, he says, let me pull that back up, I drank of them, it tasted like the sea. Well, he literally drank the Vex milk. And if you drink the Vex milk, guess what? You're, you're actually imbibing the species, the, the entity that you're you're fighting and that is actually why you know he says when when he says if you ever if i ever speak again i won't be kabir it's because literally he consumed the vex in the same nature that they consumed him and which was another point that another another post made was you know vex are either either are or related to a form of prehistoric plankton so keep that in mind which again the the tasted like the sea the fluid inside the Vex core is referred to as, quote, milky radiolorian fluid. We call it Vex milk. That's, I guess that's what they actually call it. And then also, Kabir was consumed by the Vex inside the vault in an attempt to consume them. He fashioned armor out of them, and they, in turn, invaded his body, literally. Because if you start looking at all the gear, Hunter gear maintains anti-ethogen, anti which is, ethogen is a... Um, it's an alchemy. It's a chemical substance that is basically it, it. It it means generating the divine within. It's a it's a chemical substance that may be synthesized or obtained from natural species, which is used in religious, shamanistic, and spiritual context. This is basically peyote of a form. So hunter gear contains or hunter gear mentions the application of anti-ethogen if you start hearing things from wearing the gear. And then, and actually I think um, uh, the Warlock gear also mentions that it's dead, but it still thinks, I think. If I'm yeah, all of the Vault gear hints toward the fact that... They're dead, but they're not like dead. other things, you know, like the Worms or the Ahamkara, while it's dead, it still can speak to you. Right, because it's not actually dead. Because in our in our view, it is... It it's it doesn't have a entity, but the thing is, is they are they are protozoas that we can't we can't perceive them, therefore we can't defeat them. They are literally too small for us to defeat, and so that's what you you can't kill them. Um, now this is this that's is another thing that kills me about them too. Is oh, like yeah. when uh, one of the revelations that I had for the notes today was you you do actually capture. When you're in Vanilla Destiny, Radiolaria, and it says that it is particles of Vex mind fluid. Right. Potentially a, a source of insight for the Vex threat for the Vanguard Mentor to study. But they, at the same time, you go all the way back to the Books of Sorrow. I know we already did that. I know this, <laughs> did this is on topic, I promise you. <laughs> the Vex mind quarria from the Books of Sorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. For whatever Vex reason... Did not introduce the worm. Books. Exactly. And... She did not introduce the worm to her mind fluid, which is the Radiolaria. Right, and if you, if you understand them as plankton, if you understand that... that so, she literally... She... She... Re, I, I, she... It... Um... It researched it, but it did not introduce it because, and, you know, we kind of threw that idea around that it actually understood the, the cost of introducing it to itself. 
but it also could be it didn't need it because remember they're protozoa they don't they, they're they're single they're already kind of single cells like they don't really need immortality they already are immortal so but the other thing is the axi- the the axiomatic beads is very important here as well because remember that radiolara produce mineral skeletons which are known for the resemblance to polyhedras right and if you look at the if you look at those axiomatic beads they start looking really a lot like there's these structures inside the um the uh, vault of glass and there's there's a there's a also a theory that i was reading on the the cryptarch subreddit which is an amazing place you should definitely check it out if you haven't but there's a theory that the vault of glass is literally you know like how a if you if you cut into the side of a cliff and you see the layers of sediment you can kind of read the history of the earth if you as you descend through the vault of glass if you look at the architecture and how it changes you can actually tell the history of the vex in a way because the architecture changes in the types of polyhedrons that is created and like the outside of the outside of the vault is a completely different set of polyhedratic shapes than the interior and the lower and then the ultimately the throne room now the the throne room is interesting as well because remember now radiolaria produced the mineral skeletons um, and so there there's a there's a idea that the glass the giant glass throne in the and this is a quote again the giant glass throne in the vault of glass could be billions of radiolara skeletons built up over many years. This could be a massive amount of transcribed data into the radiolarian skeletons, thereby allowing it to serve as a massive computational machine that the Vex would need to write themselves into the fundamental laws of the universe. It's literally... It's literally a supercomputer. The entire vault of glass is literally a giant computer. It's, it's not only the conflux of time... And Atheon is not only a controller of those timelines, as you know, as, like literally, if you imagine them as as lines, you know, they they intersect, they he can they can travel those lines. He's not only that; he's also an operator of this computer. Which I just was like, it just he is completely the operator of the computer. He just baby. completely blew me away when I started like you know, it's one of those things that you know, as as a video game player. I know that there's a lot of thought put into the storyline. Like, I, I realize that. But then you start, like, connecting all these dots, and it's like, holy... I'm just... Yeah, it's, it's and, and that's one of the things that I actually really commend Bungie for, is the fact that, you know, we don't know exactly how far away from when they scrapped the original story and said, okay, we're going to do this instead. But they still managed to make this such a I, deep... I, intricate yeah. story you know and and you know with with regards to that i can see them scrapping a lot of the guardian story and a lot of like osiris or which actually i'm, I'm going to make a comment about osiris here in a second as well but i can see that'll be in scrap but i don't know how much of the story the vex got scrapped because i think this is way too awesome of a storyline and it's it's by its very nature fluid enough that they can make it do whatever they want i mean you're talking about time travel you can, they can do whatever they want, and it still fits the story. You know, like it, it, that's the beauty. That's the beauty and the curse of time travel is, for a story writer, it's kind of a deus ex machia. It's it's the the ultimate trump card. But 
but also so okay so Kabir right he he's ingesting he's he's literally consuming the Vex he he created a suit of armor from Vex and they started it they started to literally consume him so he consumed them in trying to, and trying and so there's this kind of a conflict there and that's where you, you know he creates the Aegis which is the outpouring of his light into a... That's where he messed up, though, too, though. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I see, like, reading the... the um, I'm trying to pull up the card for the... Like, uh, it just... And that's the thing about Titans that kills me. Well, but here's the, the thing. The stereotype is, like, is you yeah, know, they're I all heroes. I, I, well, yeah, okay, I can see that. I think Kabir is a lot more intelligent than people give him credit for. Absolutely. I, I do not think that he is the stereotypical titan that, you know, the the warlocks all make fun of. He 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 knew what he was doing. Now, he sacrificed himself, and you can argue that that wasn't necessarily, you know, necessary. But okay, here, so here's the relic. Here's the relic, the Aegis Grimoire card. It says, these are the last words of Kabir the Legionless. I have destroyed myself to do this. They have taken my ghost. They are in my blood and brain, but now there is hope. I have made a wound in the vault. I have pierced it and let in the light. Bathe in it and be cleansed. Look to it and understand. From my own light and from the thinking flesh of the Vex, I made a shield. The shield is your deliverance. It will break the unbreakable. It will change your fate. Bind yourself to the shield. Bind yourself to me. And if you abandon your purpose, let the vault consume you as it has consumed me. Now it is done. If I speak again, I am not Kabir. So, and so it, that was the end of it. But it also makes you wonder, so you know when you get marked by oracles and you start seeing black? Do you think that's actually the Vex consuming you? Not the Absolutely. darkness. Absolutely. Not the darkness. That, I think that's thing. actually the Vex. And that's why you need to bring up the shield that, well, it's not a shield as much as it is. Kind of like a, exactly, a Titan bubble, conveniently enough that protects you and will cleanse you so you can carry on. Uh, Kabir, that that card specifically speaks such volumes about his character. Right. I, I he knows agree. he's done. He, But he's not dead, well, which he, is something we've also talked about within the chat. Mm-hmm. He says specifically at the end of that, if I speak again, I am not Kabir. Now, for me, that leads to so many different doors for right. Kabir to still be alive. Like, he he could end up being, in the future, our representative for the Vex, I guess I should say. You, you mean you like an have, ambassador type? Yes, like, exactly. Like, Legion was for the Geth in Mass Effect just just out of curiosity and this is completely off topic do you think that there's any connection between legion and legionless or is that just I, me, I is that just me stretching so. Ooh. right i mean i, mean, I, th- like, I think it's way too that, similar especially you when that. you come to the fact that all the vex that they operate although they have all these bodies like you said these protozoa they all still think with one mind you know, you got to keep that in mind that they all still follow uh, uh, something that they are told. And they which, all 
glitch mate the pill. Yes, it is like the mil the Melagecko. The worms, the hunter worms from Halo. This is they're they're much smaller, but they operate very similar to it. Um I actually found something. Uh, there's a lot of speculation that the Aegis is made from a, a Gorgon, at least from what I was reading. It does um, look like one. And uh, in the in Greek poetry, the Aegis is uh, actually crafted from the skin of a slain Gorgon, which is pretty interesting. Right, and if you look at like you know the Grimoire just what makes people Aegis, a lot of people lead to believe that the Aegis is actually made up of the Gorgons. Right, right, even right. though, and, and the thing that counteracts that is the fact that you can't destroy. Templar without the Aegis. You need the Aegis to move past that part of the vault. So that makes it look like Kabir and his team never made it past that point. Which begs the question if well, that's but... the case. And I mean, actually look at the at the Aegis. It right. looks like I, like I think I think they made it past it. I mean, it looks like a Gorgon. And you're right that you can't. So you can't use it. So maybe they snuck. I don't know. Maybe they snuck past the Templar. Or maybe Kabir, by himself, as the badass that he is, did it. But moving on. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to assume that they took the same linear path through the vault we take. And that's and well, and that's also very true too, because they talk about the fall. And Jesus, if you walk through that giant door, that's a giant ass fall. You know. I mean, it's just a. Uh, maybe they weren't talking about falling to his death. Maybe they were literally talking about him jumping off and trying to floof his way down. For Praetith. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, yeah, you know. Um, and Praetith, he, he is such another mystery that I can't wait because. I mean, it said it all pretty much right there with the Praetith's Revenge. This fall hasn't happened yet. It will happen again. You know, the quote that you brought up earlier, Blue. Right, right. And we know that Prey is still around. Uh, that's and been, I, that's I been know revealed to us. Exactly. You know, the, the last thing he says in that mission is tell them I made it. Which tell begs them, which begs the question of whose bones in that mission we found. That's been widely discussed. Once again, I really really doubt that that would be one of the members that was wiped from time because oh, if, well if, if you're wiped you're erased time, yeah you're done yeah that that includes your bones you know they, they won't exist anymore i so, honestly my personal opinion on that is it is Pradith. i know cyrus says that it's impossible to simulate a guardian well, but if you're, but you're not, you don't have to simulate him. You could just pull him from a different timeline. Exactly. Because remember have, that entire that entire mission is called now. right, and that entire mission is called what a paradox. What's the biggest paradox of time travel? It's meeting yourself. You can't cross your own timeline. It's like the one consistent across every form of fictional time travel that's ever been written is that you don't cross your own timeline because you can negate your own self, and. That's the biggest paradox of time travel. Well, what would be the biggest paradox of Praetith's time travel but him 
crossing himself and, you know, something happening. And there we find Praetith, but Praetith is still alive. Like, he's dead, but he's alive. It's That's the, you know, the, the thing. And so, okay, well, so... You, go, go you have the card, Praetith's... Uh, Praetith's cell. Which yeah, I thought to... I had pulled up, and I don't right now. Because I looked up Radiola, because which car? You. Which car? Which I'm card is that? Praetus cell. His door. Praetus cell. I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, called yeah, Praetus... yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it is Praetus door. Mystery Praetus door. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Done. It opened his eyes. The <laughs> receiver sputtered to life. It, it had taken him to a better part of a decade to his crude com scanner working, and another few years to get it transmitting. Now, in the brief windows of time which door his cell opened, he would call for help. He sighed, a deliberate act that caused him to cough roughly. had no idea how much longer his body would hold out. But then, that kind of thinking was all relative here, wasn't it? Kratid stared at the sprawling mass of metal and wires, listening to the tinny sounds coming from his makeshift speaker. Okay. He always made a point to listen. The words, the concepts that flowed into his mind confused him. Timelines and potentialities that might have already happened, might happen, might never happen. Pattern was ever dancing in the edge of his vision. Times like this, when the world rushed past him, he had to hold tight to the fact that he was still breathing. He would often focus breath in on the intake, output, in-breath, out-breath, breath, breath, breath. Hours later, he blinked, refocused. The static had stopped. He had missed his window. Once, he would have cursed and spat. Now he just shook his head. A weak movement of the neck. The Vex had decided their end. The Guardians had interceded. The Vex were fallible. If the Vex can be wrong, then they can make mistakes. Someday he could be free. Someday he might leave the vault. Might again see the Traveler. Well, then he would listen. He would observe. He would be the man on the outside looking in. A viewpoint into the consciousness of the minds, which is capitalized, by the way, that span galaxies. He would try to understand the Vex. Praetith closed his eyes. And I, I specify the fact that the minds are capitalized because he's specically talking about the Vex minds, who seem to be kind of the, the generals. The hubs. The hubs. Species. Like Quoria was a Vex mind, for a good example. And I think she's the one who started, or at least led the soul that worshipped the black heart because the Vex learned worship from the hive. They had no idea that worship existed, what it was at that point. Which is another reason why Bungie needs to specify some timelines so we can try to <laughs> get all this together. Yeah, because until we're wrong. Until, well, we get, until we get static times. I mean, 
<laughs> that's like just that's like the conversation we were having earlier today about how long it takes to get someplace. You know, they, we don't even know how that how long that does because we we can't even back we can't even reverse engineer a, a calculation on that because there's no information there, which is exactly. slightly slightly yeah. frustrating. But I I mean I get it to a point, but. And do you know what the Vex do to timelines? <laughs> they screw them up, is they what they do. They poop all over them. They screw <laughs> them <they> up. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Vex, they, they, but the same, at the same time, look at the Vex. All they really want is a timeline where they aren't destroyed. Right, but... Mm, you know, mm, and that leads into my theory... That all of these enemies that we fight of the darkness, well, they are from the darkness, according to Vanilla Destiny. But we've already seen that the Fallen used to be the Elixir. But now they're the Fallen, because a traveler ditched them. Just to say that did not happen to the rest of these species that we are fighting today. The Cabal, the Vex, you know, they, especially the Vex, they seem a lot like the Yusumi that are in the Book of Sorrows. Yeah. Now you're speaking my language. Yes and no. I mean, I, so I have, I mean, I, and I know you guys have your own theory about this. I, you know, after especially reading about the Radio Era, and stuff like that. I'm starting to maybe not think that they are from the Yukamine. Now, I think that there is similarities in the sense that I think that they they operate in the same concept of time as the Yukamine did, which might just be a nod to the fact that that's how time actually works in the universe. Um, but I don't, you know, I so we always everyone always assumes that the Vex are robots. Right, that's how they look. That's how they act, and everything. But I don't think they actually are. I, I think that they are of a hive mind. They're not robotic in the sense that they're not mechanical in the sense that you know. I think, and Justin, you know, we we talked in the Book of Sorrows about how maybe the Yukamine AI was actually the the harbinger, the catalyst that created the Vex. I don't know. I don't know if it is because the the Vex biology that I'm I'm seeing. And that Deej has, you know, confirmed and has, and uh, you know, Bungie has pretty much confirmed. It's not, it's not technical. It's biological. It's, it's a, it's a protozoa. It's a, it's a, you know. Blue, why the hell do you think I was comparing them to the Geth? I don't know the Geth. I, I don't know the Geth. I never played Mass Effect, so I just don't You know are that. a rebel and a traitor and you should die. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> But um, I, I actually I can't stand squad combat games. Um, yeah, it's just like the Halo squad. You know, to hell with them. Let them die if they need me. <laughs> just worry about yourself. Come on, Toland. What's wrong with you? But yeah, well, you, you got to go full Toland. Well, and but, so you know, looking at but so looking that at, was the thing. Like the Geth were such in in Mass Effect. Geth the Geth are such a feared like they are the reason they are technically the darkness in the mass effect games and then you find out that they aren't really the darkness but they just kind of 
worship it. Coincidence, I think not. And they are not a bunch of robots. They all are one hive mind, like you stated earlier about the Vex. And then you run into the... The way you find this out is you run into one that is named Legion. Coincidence. Once again, I think not, but moving on. And Legion actually works with you. You know, this enemy you've been fighting through two and a half games suddenly becomes your ally. And then you have to make decisions, and it sucks, and we're getting not and ultimately, going to that right ultimately now. it doesn't matter because you get to just choose the color of the mushroom cloud. Yeah. Well, you, um, you can actually choose to let them live, but we'll go into that later. Yeah, we'll go or, into that offline. Um, I, I just like I need to brush up on my Halo lore. Apparently, I need to go read up on Mass Effect. Right. You need to go read up on Mass Effect for sure, because um, in do, a lot of these. Say, have similarities. What was that, Justin? I don't know. I was going to say, I do want to say that the Radio Laria um, theory and the fact that it's there, uh, I don't think it precludes the fact that the Vex could have still been manufactured um, using these kind of materials. Because if you think about the computational power that's being displayed here by the Vex, it's it doesn't boggle my mind to think that something radical like using biological matter for for the mind um, might might have been the only way. I know it's probably my sound going in and out. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly where, but I know that it is stated that the Vex use a hive mind. Right. Well, like it was stated. Type, it was know. stated well, in the books game. of sorrow. It was. It was. Well. Yeah. It was. It was in the book of sorrows because that was what uh, Coria. She instanced all the information back across the portal that she had. Um, or it had bridged. I keep calling it a she, and it's not. Um, but that's, I don't know, man. I, I, I think yeah, it's I guess. She. I mean, it could be. I guess it could be. But, Hashtag pain is a person. Oh, good lord. But, um, but no, so anyways, but so going off of what happened to Kabir, you can see now why all of a sudden Osiris's fascination with the Vex made people nervous because he literally had a, um, you know, he's, he's turned his mind back to the Vex. Well, what the hell does that mean? Does that mean that he's actually ingesting the Vex, that he's becoming more Vex? Because we know now that that's actually possible. We know that you can become vexed because that's what Kabir did. Oh, that's one of the things that was a big thing for Vanilla Destiny, where you were introduced to Osiris, is the boots, I want to say, for the warlock, were about Osiris. It said, some say that the exiled warlock Osiris came to to understanding the Vex which once again makes you wonder if he had managed to find an Akamara if he made a deal with it what was the price for that deal because that's one thing that's never specified in any of the lore what is this cost that's too great that 
we decided, alright, we need to wipe out this entire species because this, this is too much. You know, it, it can't be just glimmer, obviously. They had to have been asking for something that was irreplaceable. And yeah, and yeah. Go for it, Blue. I mean, okay, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I definitely see now the uh, the 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 depth of fear that such a obsession would cause given what we now know or what I now know about, you know, the, the fate of Kabir and why that fate happened and what the Vex actually are in their, na in, in their biology and in their biological nature. Yeah. Close proximity to them. They don't, you don't touch a living Vex. That's one of the, I think the warlock gear is you don't touch a living Vex. Like, and the reason why is because they will, they will literally infect you. And when they infect you, they start consuming you. It's not, you know, it's not something that that's, that's again, going back to the Aegis, it's the cleansing, the cleansing light. It burn it literally, I think burns away the, I, you know, whatever you want to call them. Pathogens. The, the path, yeah, I guess the pathogen. If you view the Vex as like a disease, yeah, it's it's basically a anti, um, anti it's, or it's a vaccine. It's actually pretty uh, interesting if you read the ghost fragments for the Vex, you know, the Ishtar collective ones. They talk about the air around mm -hmm. the Citadel being infectious and they won't even go there in person. Um, and then Maya Sundaresh goes on later to say that even her words over radial transmission could be highly contagious. Um, so yeah, it, it stands to reason that being inside the center of everything Vex, which is the vault of glass, um, it would be highly, you know, just well, and, and so and glitch glitch just brought that up. You know, a, a perfect example when you're fighting the uh, the oracles and or. Yeah, the oracles and the giant, you know, those fanatics come out and they explode in that, you know, that green goop, the green, the green slime mm -hmm. that everyone's like, you know, stay away from it. That's, that's actually those, that's Vex. That's, that's the, if, when you get infected by that, that you are actually getting consumed. That's why you have to run down into the cleansing circle and you have to burn away the infection. So they, they are actually consuming you. That, and that's, again, with that whole, you know, when your your vision starts going black in the throne room, that's actually the Vex infecting you. That's not the darkness, you know, cutting off your light. No, that's actually the Vex consuming your body. And that's why the Aegis, or the, you know, the Relic, it burns away the pathogens, which I think is an excellent word for what it is. But it, it literally, it, it vaccinates you against their infection. Now, it doesn't prevent them from reinfecting you, obviously, as all of us know. But that's why when, you know, you go completely black, you're actually infected. You're, you are actually facing what Kabir went through. Now, you know, it's, you know, like we've already said, it's pretty obvious that Kabir didn't die at the end of it, which begs the question of what exactly happened to him, but... You know, going so going going. I guess I don't know where we're going with that. I honestly think he's going to be the ambassador, so to speak, for the Vex. 
Although it won't be him speaking, it will be the collective mind of the Vex. Well, especially after the end of the Paradox mission. Exactly. Because we've kind of, we, I mean, if I if I remember this correctly, we kind of placated the, the Vex. On the which Vex. ending you're talking about, too. Well, that's true. <laughs> Two different endings. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think we can classify Kabir as being lost to the dark corners of time. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think he's infected he, with the Vex. I think he's been consumed by the Vex, but he's also consumed the Vex. It's a, it's you know, it's one of those. It's everything to do with the Vex is a paradox. It's just quickly become very obvious. You know, and so, okay, so actually, you know, going off this topic, I'm, I'm looking over here at Atheon Time Conflux Grimoire card, and there's a paragraph in it that says, If physics is a set of rules that the Cosmo uses to calculate itself, perhaps the Vex seek to worm their way into these calculations, to become a law of reality, inseparable from existence, a virus in the system. Perhaps Atheon was the centerpiece of this project, a command nexus that unified efforts across time. And I mean, obviously, this was before we completely destroyed him. But you know, again, the virus—they—they the, they are literally trying to infect time. They're trying to infect reality, and they're—they're they're searching for that—that that instance in which you know they—they they don't get destroyed. Which I can't, you know, as a as a living human being, I can't argue against it. That's what all of us would do. You know, if you're faced with your own inevitable destruction, I don't really see the point of not fighting it. But, I mean, that's... I just I just read that, and I thought that was an interesting... Again, again a nod to the, the fact that they are kind of a virus. No, I definitely... Uh, are we spin-foiled out enough I can talk about my... Uh my cyclic time theory here. Yeah, go for it. Cause yeah, we got it. We got 45 minutes. All right. We, I might need, or to, do we, we have 45 minutes? <laughs> no. Uh, sorry. Eight minutes. Actually, if you listened back when, if you keep doing that, we're going to have less each time. Uh, so if you listened back when we did, uh, the books of sorrow at some point, uh, we got into the cyclic theory of time travel in which uh, timelines weren't straight, they weren't linear left to right, they, they followed an elliptical path and eventually um, formed a closed loop. So everything that is happening, has happened, will happen, will happen again. It, it eventually, time comes full circle and starts the cycle all over again. And uh, I thought that was a very interesting theory and i think it was willie brought it up it, it kind of fits with the whole overall theme of destiny being that you do things over and over and over again and it's designed for you to do things over and over and over again and uh when i started researching for vault of glass i figured it screamed to me where atheon fits in this whole theory if you picture all the different timelines as being concentric circles, one outside the other, thousands of concentric circles forming what would probably look like a giant bullseye. Atheon would be dead center. He would be the center of everything. And uh, 
the Baltic glass, likewise, with Atheon, would be in the 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 center axis of this whole array of circles. And uh, the theory of relativity tells us to uh, it's. Uh, did we lose Justin there? Yeah, I give him. A or did we lose me? Nope, nope. He's back. Okay. Oh, did you lose me? Yep. Crap! I just. A little bit. I just solved the theory of relativity. <laughs> no, I'm just. Um, so I don't know how far I got, but, uh, I don't either. Just go anyhow, to the beginning. Anyhow. So, so you've got the timelines are formed in concentric circles and Atheon and the vault of glass are dead center. So, um, relativity tells us that, uh, the faster you move, um, that the, uh, slower time will move for you. Um, Atheon's dead center, so his motion in in relation to the other timelines is nil, while the timelines rotate around him. So Atheon's kind of the hub around like, which time flows. Or the vault of glasses. Yeah, the vault of glass and Atheon. Remember, they're inseparable. We don't know which which is which created which. Um, and I just picture the the Vex Conflux system being spread out over all these different timelines and uh, Atheon kind of manipulating it. And that would kind of explain why time moves differently in the vault than it does anywhere else. That's true. That is... Yeah, I mean, we know that even though people like to nickname the portals that you go through, Mars and Venus... Mars yeah. is actually the past, and Venus is actually the future of the same room. Yeah, of the same place exactly. And you'll you'll notice also that on Mars there is no glass throne, but on Venus there is. Uh -huh. And it's another thing that's interesting because you 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 do end up going to Venus, aka the future, and right. there. Overtaken by taken. Until oh, in paradox. In paradox yeah, yeah, in paradox. I, I guess was like, I should. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that's that's true. And yeah. In that mission, the Vex actually, if you do not shoot them at the door, they will not shoot you. They actually let you in. Know. And your your ghost says, "Wait, don't shoot." Justin ignores them. It seems like they're waiting for something. Just, but if just that's a, something that they're waiting on, is you. Right. I, I would agree. Because you've been through there before. And but you they will know be there that again. you are the solution yeah. at the yeah. same time. Like, this this is the dude right here that is going to stop us from being non-existent anymore. Or if they're, they're gonna, we're going to stop them from getting taken. And, I mean, it goes into... Furthermore, the fact that you pick up the ghosts that you pick up through that mission when you do it as the daily heroic, which also brings that question I asked before in chat, you know, which one should we be following right now? Should it be the mission that we did as the daily heroic that got us the other three ghosts that came from timelines? I think it is. I think it is because... That's, if anything, that's going to 
you know. And there, there's huge implications. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. And, is and, you want to talk about Kabir as you know the equivalent of Legion? That that mission is going to be what kind of sets the tone that would allow that event to happen because we have now we have now saved their entire species. And we kind of do the same thing with the Fallen mm-hmm. in uh, in the Black Spindle mission, which. I don't know if you've read the Black Spindle card, but no, it kind of makes it. Yeah, I haven't gotten the Black Spindle, so. Oh, like, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, it does. It, it totally makes Crota a joke, yeah. which I don't know <laughs> if that's more of, it could be deemed as just like a bungee jab, but at the same time, grimoire-wise, it could be seen as... You know, Crota kind of screwed up a lot throughout the Just a bit. Just a little (laughs) bit. Made some fairly bad mistakes. And, I mean, I'll go ahead and read. Just, I'll get the card out there. It says, for the Black Spindle, there's a quote that says, Your only existence shall be that in which I weep for you, out of sorrow and woe. The followers of Crota swing hammers, sing death songs, fatal, final, absolute. Urhalak and Iranuk laugh at Crota. Finality is a child's plaything, fit for one such as Crota, they say. No hammer for the unraveler and the weaver, but a spindle wound with woe for their foes. No end of suffering. And course we all know that the white nail perk got nerfed to where it's not infinite ammo but the ammo is taken directly out of reserves it's very useful for the raids you know bosses like that well and you know that kind of goes back to the whole you know lone shark thing is why would i kill you 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 can't pay me back if you're dead it's like (laughs) you know i mean that's that's what that reminds me of is why would we kill you that would mean that we wouldn't be able to collect more suffering from you the the better the the darker. I, I like the do. fact that it it just seems like Ear Halak and Iranuk like they just completely dismiss Crota as being anywhere near on their level. Well, and we know that he's not really because he's the one that got tricked into letting the Vex in. You know, which that's another story that we need to get into another time. Like, how in the hell did Sabathun? How how was she the one that tricked him into opening that? And it I don't was know, but if I, that I he mean, was supposed to be studying, right? You know? And but if you remember, Irhalak and Iranuk, Savathun was scared of them. Yeah. Yes. She because, was not. Uh, she was not scared of Crota. Which you know, this is again another nod. Is Crota's you know a child? They say, in Irhalak and Iranuk are, I mean they're they're called the Unraveler and the Weaver. In you know, for for obvious reasons, there. If you am I the only one that hears in the arms of the angel by Sarah McLaughlin every time we say the name Crota? In the name Crota, I don't hear that one. (laughs) That's all I hear, and I see the little sad puppy commercial. (laughs) Every every time we say Crota, it's all because that damn YouTube video. Oh, I guarantee you. 
Oh god, that thing. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I blocked that from my... <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say, real quick, just to close up that whole uh, circular time thing. Of course, there's the there's the flavor text on Praetith's Revenge that certainly seems like time is a loop. And then if you read the Atheon card... Right. Um, let's see, the Times Conflux card. It actually says that um, the ve- perhaps the Vex use closed time-like curves to solve unfathomable computations. Um, well, it also which, says Atheon sidesteps past and future. Yeah. So it, that that also is kind of says to me that he's he's not on the path. He the path's going around him. Right. I mean, and yeah, again, he Atheon waits in the vault of glass, just as Atheon sidesteps past and future. It's impossible to say whether Atheon created the vault or the vault created Atheon. Causal pathways converge on Atheon from every axis in the space time bulk. You know, and that that's yeah, exactly. In, in, in the, I mean, even the opening of that card is to speak of Atheon is to accept cer- certain limitations. You know, we are we are ill-equipped to understand an entity that defies simple causality. And let us accept these limitations and proceed. So yeah, he's he's you, there. There's that sense of he is more than what mere words can convey. Simple minds would see this as magic, type type thing. We should actually say that line at the beginning of every show. We are ill-equipped could, to understand an entity that defies simple causality. Let I us might, accept these limitations and proceed. Take, I'll take that as I'll take that as a note. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> and there is one interesting thing I wanted to point out: um, flavor text in getting no time to explain. Talk to Lashini too. And it's a quote from Praetor's Ghost. It's file 00003. And it says, Every timeline I see through the door myself, every sliver of reality bears one constant. Her. She's always there. Staying sometimes off to the side, sometimes in the foreground. Sometimes sad. Sometimes speaking to herself, and always carrying a gun. I want to once again point out, this is for the No Time to Explain. And it's from Lakshmi too. As well as, there's a lot that goes on in the Vault of Glass when it comes down to the Future War Cult. And the, the Stranger. Who, who, am I the only one that's thinking that when he says there's only one constant, it's her? He's talking about the stranger. Is that just me? Oh, no. No, I, th- I think that. She's always there and she's always got a gun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, until she gave it to us. And sometimes so she's awesome. sad, sometimes she's not. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was really interesting for Bungie just to throw in there like, oh, here, here's some vanilla text that just in case you read it, you know, it's going to be fucking awesome. Freaking awesome. Um, as well as the fact that they do have us revisit the Twilight Gap, of course, when you're trying to get no time to explain. 
and that's file 34523 from Pradence Ghost. It's the gap, just like the, in the historical archives, all laid out before me. But it's dark, shadowed. There's some kind of presence hanging over the area. It's setting it, some kind of mind. I can feel it watching me. There are these pools of light sprinkled about, like jewels in the night. Then, as fast as it's there, it's gone. And so am I. And that has the fact that it's a quote from Prated's Ghost. Uh, but there's, there's so many things that these ghosts tell us throughout. They've been telling us throughout more than half a year now, or a year and a half. Like, uh, same thing for set course on the, the approach to Twilight Gap. It's file 34323 from Raiden's Ghost. What are these ripples, these visions? Is it darkness, something that will be? Or something that might be? Which, once again, that's just more time travel nonsense because of all the class. That's, that's what it's all about is there's it seems like I, I can't remember which card one of them actually instead of calling them different timelines calls them different realities but I would probably go with the real different realities are different timelines yeah. you know like this happened back then this timeline but if it didn't happen in this timeline this is what would happen instead. Which also bring us back once again to A. This might have been the actual ending, the daily heroic for Kratos, uh, I'm sorry, Paradox, where you end up finding all three of the ghosts that also have looks into the Elixni homeworld. I believe, for one. And there's a couple other ghosts that have really interesting information on them that you pick up. If one of you guys want to take that over. No, I think oh. that goes with the I think that goes with the um the card for no time to explain. Um there they haven't laid out all these different timelines, all these well all these different timeline analysis um, of different statements of the gun. Um, and it almost reminds me of that card about the nine where it says all these conflicting statements about the nine. It kind of goes with my theory that there's probably a timeline where each one of those is true. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, the line analysis indicates the weapon is the fable enhanced at a future point in this continuity and then sent back to this present. Delia's timeline analysis indicates the weapon was built by Kratos, who based it on his own version of the Exo Stranger's rifle, and then set it adrift in a time ripple. Harry's timeline analysis indicates the weapon was built by beings of unidentifiable origin and arrived here by pure accident. Inakis' timeline and 
analysis indicates the weapon originates from Earth, late Golden Age, and will eventually be lost to time ripples once again, where its systems will degrade and be replaced until our recent past acquires it as the Exo Stranger's rifle. As for me, I think it's safe to say this weapon is proving far more fun than we could have hoped. Which I agree with the last part. This, that gun's awesome. <laughs> Did I cut out for all of that? Nope. Okay, I'm good. No, actually, I think you're good. Yeah, it's a... The whole multiple timelines thing is... It's just a recurring... It's, it's a thing. I'm just going to go and say confirmed. Well, Circular or otherwise. Well, and you know, you have the whole Skolas storyline too there. Where he pulls all the wolves from all of time into it. Right. Which is a yeah. whole nother And we kill them all thing to get into because, I mean, that, that's one of the things that when you look at Barracks, he actually has a card as well. Where he commands the Osiris cultists, as he says, for using technology that they don't understand. And he's speaking specifically about the the Vex. And because he's talking about how uh, how Skolas is trying to use the Vex. I'm looking for it right now. Because it is a really good card. Once again, makes you wonder about what exactly did Osiris do? Yeah. What did he do? (laughs) Just uh, real quick while Willie finds that one. After we go into that one, do we want to go over the basic um, kind of vault mechanics from Oracles and Templar to Gorgons? To the relic. I know we've we've touched on it. Yeah, no, I mean we have we have time. I we actually got through a lot of that a lot faster than I thought it was gonna take, so Oh yeah. I don't know, I I think that would be a good good idea. As soon as Willie gets his card up. Mm-hmm. I was taking a bite because I thought Justin was gonna keep going. Oh, (laughs) all right. Go, Justin. You're up. Okay. So, uh, I guess, I guess first we could probably start if we're just going to go in order with, um, first of all, let me just say, I'm not afraid to say when I don't know. Um, I'm not at all certain what effect, what actual tangible effect the sacrifices to the confluxes have. I'm, other than it satisfies some logic statement in the simulation, and at which point it's a wipe. I well, I don't have any special so, insight as to that. I mean, the only the only thing I know, the only thing I can think of is we know that you know everything about paracausal abilities requires some form of ritual, right? And so I just can. I'm all I'm thinking of is maybe the sacrificial. Or the sacrificial offering to a con to that conflux is part of the ritual that the Vex have implemented in order to create a paracausal attack upon the guardian rank, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, because yeah. you know, 
that's one of the things we learned in the books of sorrow is the darkness teaches them how to use paracausal and ontological weapons, but it requires them to use it via, um, rites and song, which is where you get the death song. And then we can use paracausal ability, which whenever you say paracausal, it's important to understand paracausal is space magic. It's, it's basically something that avoids the cause and effect continuum. And it's, it's space magic. You manipulate cause and effect you causality you you avoid causality and you create something that defies that causality yeah and so i i just i i guess if i'm going to be putting a corner on that one i would say maybe it's that's their that's their ritual to power up their paracausal attack upon you yeah i was trying to make sure that there wasn't some sort of in concrete thing i was missing because i don't i, I, I look so i'm looking and i don't see anything um, and if you if you want paracausal broken down in layman's terms, it is like a ten year old saying because yeah, pretty much. Reply. Yeah, it, that's it, yeah. Pretty much what it is. Um, so then, after you know the whole conflux episode, which I've heard the left one is a bit of a is a bit of a bitch, but uh, I'm a right sider, so I wouldn't know. Um, after you've gone through that hullabaloo, you will have oracles, and the, the oracles in the Templar. Are pretty. I wish there was more on because I feel like there's a lot there. Um, the oracles are actually able to see a future as the Vex would want it. So, just like their name kind of implies, they see the future. But it's not a fixed future that will be the way it is no matter how they want it to be. It's the future that they desire. Right. And they. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say. In the Templar Grimoire card, it's it's very clear that the Templar and the Oracles have to be together. So the Templar has the power to shape reality, but the Oracles design the reality to be shaped. Yes. And so it that's they they're a, they're a, <clears throat> they're alone. Like either one by themselves is, I mean, the Templar is super powerful, but it can't do anything really. Like it can, but it doesn't know what to do. It's like a. Uh, it, yeah, it's I'll, like having a program, but it doesn't have a, compu- a controller. The oracles are the controller. They have no power to do what they are telling it to yeah. do. They're the driver of the cart. The Templar is the horse. Well, I like to think of it as uh, the Templar's driving. The the oracles have the map. Oh well, that yep, yeah, that'll work as well. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's why uh, shoot those oracles and bring them down um, timely. Because if you don't get them down in time, they'll be able to relay that vision of the future to the Templar. And then at which point he is the most powerful being you'll probably ever encounter. Um, he, you've heard the Twilight Zone or Outer Limits, I control the vertical, I control right. the horizontal. Uh, that's pretty much him. He, he controls everything at that point if he's allowed to, to get that vision of the future. And that's because the power of the vault flows through him. And it says, you know, something extraordinary to shatter its shield. Well, that that extraordinary device is the Aegis, mm-hmm. which, as we've already talked about, is created, we were pretty sure, is created from a Gorgon. Which yes. is interesting because the Gorgon is a creature that has the capacity to, without really needing any, like, power-up, it can generate and use an ontological weapon and yeah. so it's it's basically 
it's basically a, a, a little floating nuclear bomb. That he is a, I just he's think of the exact on. flavor text of uh, what it says on the Gorgon Society of Unreal. Because I can't they've right now. You, they found oh, yeah. its prey. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read the card for the Gorgon because they're awesome. Um, deep in the vault of glass, the fabric of reality bends to the will of the Vex. Warlocks speak in tones of awe of the Gorgons. Creatures that seem to possess a dreaded, almost unimaginable, stre- unimaginable strength. An ontological weapon. Like the oracles in the Templar, the Gorgons reputedly possess the ability to define what is and is not real. Whatever they perceive becomes subject to erasure at their will. Until a countermeasure can be found, guardians must avoid their gaze at all costs or reply to any detection with immediate, overwhelming force. The Gorgon's ability must be tied to the nature of the Vault of Glass. We can take some solace in the clear fact that the Vex cannot manifest its power in the world outside. That's why you don't see Gorgons, um, you know, on patrol in Venus. They're just harpies. Right. And so just to back and to step back as well, ontological is obviously a, a you know, a playoff ontology, <clears throat> which is Greek for being or that which is. Um, and it's, you know, a, it's basically the study ontological is the study of or the philosophical study of the nature of being becoming existence or reality um, and it's the origins it's the it's the philosophical argument and the metaphysical argument of the questions concerning what entities exist or may be said to exist so it's it's literally a weapon that can target that and that's a giant that's why the gorgons don't really need to do anything they just need to find you yeah and it's almost like the Gorgon is a standalone Templar Oracle <laughs> combo. Right, in in a way, but I mean it also it also mean it also makes sense because if the Gorgon is what the Aegis is made out of, Kabir has actually taken the Vex's most powerful weapon and converted it into something that we can use. Yeah, and I I mentioned this when we did Books of Sorrow, but I I, I'm a firm believer that this whole ability, this ontological weapon, may have come from um, when Coria um, actually, when Coria took the the samples from the from the hive, and uh, it actually said that it it imbued it with certain ontological effects, and you can't get around the. The Books of Sorrow without hearing the word ontological a couple times. Um, I think it's no coincidence that the, that here in the and in the, the only two places you ever encounter it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Okay, so we got the Gorgons, right? And then we come to the, the best part ever, the big jumping <laughs> puzzle. Yeah. Um, and I actually find we we actually found out during House of Wolves that that those uh, that those platforms aren't appearing and disappearing. They're always there. They're just fading in and out of of reality. time. Yeah, our time stream. So they're always in that location. But are they in that location at this time? Is the thing that's happening. And you find that out when you are jumping across to do that last um, story mission to go. You don't kill Skolas, but you, you bring him to a knee. 
I tried to kill him. I tried to kill him. I, oh, I punched him for, an, for as long as they'd let me before they <laughs> beamed him up. Um, so that was that was a little note on that. And then you come, finally, lastly. To the big glass man. Yay! He's, he vogues. He strikes a pose. Um, our good friend Atheon and the Gatekeepers. Sounds like a band. Go ahead, Blue. So, you know... Yeah, and I mean, we kind of already talked about the Eye of Atheon, and it's it's a very interesting flavor text, and I, I'm sure we already read it, and I'm just not remembering. But just to go again, the text is, you know, you think of time as a constant companion right up until you're drowning in it. Sophist in time, shivering under the glare of the conflux. Then you will know what I know. Time is a predator, and it cannot be sated. So, a couple things. First off... You know, just just thinking, just reading that at first, you're like, okay, time's a predator, blah, blah, blah. But then you have to understand that Atheon is literally time's conflux. The glare they're talking about there is Atheon's, which makes a sense since you're taking the eye of Atheon. But Atheon is the predator that he is talking about. And we'll just read, I'll just read the Grimoire card in full for Atheon time conflux. It says, to speak of Atheon is to accept certain limitations. We are ill-equipped to understand an entity that defies simple causality. Let us accept these limitations and proceed. Atheon waits in the vault of glass. Just as Atheon sidesteps past and future, it is impossible to say whether Atheon created the vault or the vault created Atheon. Causal pathways converge on Atheon from every axis in the space-time bulk. Atheon has a function. We hazard that it regulates and oversees the Vex Conflux system. What are these Confluxes? How do they relate to the physical Vex network that has devoured so much of Mercury and Venus? We might guess that the Vex confluxes represent the extension of this network across space and time. Perhaps the Vex use closed time-like curves to solve unfathomable com- computations. Or the Vex may seek to transcend a physical substrat and move their thoughts directly into the fundament of the universe. If physics is a set of rules that the cosmos uses to calculate itself, perhaps the Vex seek to worm their way into these calculations, to become a law of reality, inseparable from existence, a virus in the system. Perhaps Atheon was the centerpiece of this project, a command nexus that unified efforts across time. But we must accept that all of this is just speculation. So, again... Atheon is more than just terminology. You can't capture what Atheon is with mere semantics. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's there's there's a lot of interesting little tidbits there. You know, the ones that stand out to us, as we've already talked about, is the virus. Um, also, it's very interesting that they want to move their thoughts directly into the fundament of the universe, which yeah. is very very interesting use of that. I mean, there's there's a semantic definition that fundament. Holds, but also the fact that fundament was the starting place of the the krill in the books of sorrow. Um, it, I just keep going back to the the vault of glass and the glass throne is a giant supercomputer, and that's that is you know it says Atheon has a function. We don't know what that function is, but we know that he has a function. And what better way to use a function of something that that is that powerful? We know that human minds cannot compute time travel, which is, you know, an argument of why the the future war cult created the Exos or helped had help creating the Exos so that they could compute and. I'll say I'm pretty sure that was uh, Ishtar close Ish- race. Right. Well, which is which is 
consider to be the the create nor the the first step towards uh the future war cult because of the the cultish followings that they had um but and so we know that 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 i mean obviously time travel requires a rap ton of capability of computing computation which makes sense it's filled with paradoxes um and you know you have to be able to do all the you know the the moth or the uh I can never remember what it's called. Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect, thank you. You know, you have to be able to take into account all those, which, I mean, for God's sakes, if you, you're talking about crapping all over timelines, your your butterfly effects are going to be astronomical at minimum. <clears throat> so... I, I'm, I'm no, not going go to... Go no, no, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, uh, earlier in the Praetith card, he mentioned uh, his surprise that the Vex could make mistakes. Um... And I remember um, in the Ishtar Collective cards, they, when uh, Chioma and Mai are talking, uh, I, I believe it's Chioma says, uh, there's no way that they could simulate us so completely because they don't have enough data. And then Maya says, they use the data they have, they infer the rest. Which, well, yeah, which how we many, know from Quiria, because that's what she did with Arash. Yes, yeah, and we'll just think about how many calculations they've done how many oh, yeah. simulations they've run with that number of inferences i think it's highly likely they could be wrong not not surprising not well and you know it just compounds on one i mean it's just yeah needless to say i want their dedicated servers for all matchmaking i could use it for skype right now oh my gosh they have to have <laughs> amazing cloud coverage but you know it's and that's and that's going back to there's another there's another card um, talking about I think it's Rising Tide, where they're talking about the the best way that we can we can fight back against the Vex is to shut down their gates because that that interrupts the flow of information, and you know and that's what happened in Books of Sorrow you know they tried to close that wound that Crota created and Coria instanced herself or I think it was Coria instanced herself on both sides so that it couldn't be closed so that communication pathway was still net. That network was still there, <clears throat> so that's. I mean, that's what. It just, yeah. I. The amount of processing that would be required to do what the Vex do, is very interesting, and very, 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 very unfathomable. Very awesome. It's the best part of this story. I, I would. I would have said books of sorrow. Uh, Probably a month ago, but I, 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 I got to go back to Vex. Yeah, I have a feeling that every time we get a new topic, we're going to decide that that topic is going to be the best topic. Well, Except I for still Fallen. I stick with the vault, especially since we're still getting new things. Like yeah. uh, when TTK came out, we have this quote from Kabir, which I think perfectly sums up Titans. You know, what the city wants us to do, what we want to do, it doesn't make any damn sense. That phrase, tip of the spear, sounds good in speeches. But you know what happened to spear tips? They break. But that's what it takes. If the choice is between you or the wall, you break. And that's a direct quote from Kabir which is one of the only ones that we have outside of the Vault class. I think it is the only one we have. 
and it goes to show that Titans as a class, which we spoke about earlier, Blue, I believe, was, you know, they kind of like how races are to humans right now. That's how the classes are to Guardians. Right. Which, yeah, I think that was the, the start of the conversation for this week's. Exactly. There's, there's so many... What the hell is the word I'm looking for? There's so many stereotypes. The clicks. You know, for each one. The the warlocks, they think more than they fight. And they're the thin. titans, they fight more than they think. But it, it, I think it's all very obvious that titans think a lot more. Some well, titans, some titans do. Yeah, not just like... The ones some we hear warlocks. about, anyway. Just well, no, well, just, just like, like some, some warlocks, warlocks don't. Idiots. Yeah, <laughs> just some. Exactly what I was about to say. Just like some warlocks don't really think about what they're doing. There's, there's one that I'm thinking of that kind of was involved with the moon. But I think the only warlock that really didn't think about what they were doing before they did their things would probably be Poland. Well, I would argue that it would be Ariana. Toland, I think. I think. I think Toland yeah, had a pretty clear idea of what he was doing. No, I just Ariana think he was... got too close to the darkness. Yeah, I think I think he lost his way, but I think he, I th- I I have a feeling that Toland knew exactly. Like, look what he at was Osiris. Doing. Okay, Premeditated, but but corrupted. we go. We keep coming back to him for a reason. This dude is going to be playing a major part in Destiny as we go forward. I guarantee it. I guarantee you that Osiris is alive right now. He is plotting, planning. He knows so much more than anybody else. Except for maybe the speaker. <laughs> no, the, the speaker doesn't even know. That's why the speaker wants to meet with Big O. Well, that's, I guess that's hey, true. Because we, we do know that he is right. Now. Right, right. It, yeah, there's I a still, card I still that hold specifically that, has that. Right, I still hold that Osiris is building his own tower. I've got Vanguard. I've I don't got think something he wants a really Vanguard. Well, no, I mean in the sense that he's getting the classes, the three classes back underneath him. We know we know okay. he has warlocks. We know he has titans. And I would be surprised if he doesn't have hunters, just because of the way that the hunters operate. But hashtag pain as a person. No, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, this is painful. Um, so, um, I've got something really spin-foily. Well, it's not that spin-foily, but I think Willie will like it. Um, the best gun in this game so far um, is without a doubt, screw everyone, it's the Vex Mythoclast. Um, so awesome. But have you ever read the card for the Vex, the Vex Mythoclast? Yeah, I did a long time ago um, when I first got yes, it. Yes, it is a good card. Go ahead and read we're, it, Justin. We're back to loops. Um, a casual loop within the weapons mechanism suggesting that the firing process somehow binds space and time into dot, dot, dot. This is the part I like. Um, some legends live forever. Others are overwritten reshaped by the sheer will of those who believe that any ordeal can be conquered, any vote, any foe vanquished, any god cast down. Mm. The mythoclast 
Uh-huh. Who's that scream? Kabir. Um, the mythoclast is a hexed instrument from some far-flung corner of time and space, mysteriously fit for human hands. Its origins, mechanism of action, and ultimate purpose remain unknown. Perhaps it will reveal itself to you in time. Now, Kabir is, already has a history of making arts and crafts out of Vex. <laughs> arts and crafts. So, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Just, just hang on with, hang, bear with me. <laughs> bear with me, because I'm, I'm, you know how I, I read things. So, all right, let's think about this real quick. How many, how many DLCs have we had? We've had three, right? No. Yeah, uh, two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> so, any ordeal can be conquered. Well, Kabir overcame a pretty big ordeal and created an Aegis. Any foe vanquished, which would be, you know, kind of, I'd almost say. Crota, Crota or Skolos, any god cast down. Well, who did we just take down in the latest DLC? The Taken right. King? I mean, yeah. the god, or yeah. one of the gods who, he, I mean, he is a god of the hive. I mean, that, that literally is the DLC process of the story so far. Well, I mean, they considered Crota a god of the hive, too. Well, that's true, too, yeah. The hive, no, no. he's a a, a freaking joke. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say I, that Kabir yeah. made my favorite gun, so he cool now. We're good. Um, yeah, I don't know about that though, Justin. Because I, I mean, mean, do you think it was Kabir, or do you think Pradith made it? That's what I was leaning toward. Blue is that Pradith made it, but Kabir fashion unless the unless the line the unless the line about uh, some legends live forever. Is yeah, that's fair. Is referring is it unless it's referring to you, because everything is about becoming legend, which I, I might be able to buy. If that's well, not about you as a guardian, that's got to be about Kabir, because Prey no, is far no. from legend. Well, but so it says I mean, some I take legends nothing away from Kabir. Right, some legends which would be would be Kabir would be some legends. Others are overwritten. Would be Praetith. Aha. Uh-huh. Now right, getting, reshaped by now the sheer will of those who believe. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. Someone, okay, here, here's what I'm going to say that I think I can say. Someone made that gun for us. The Vex did not make a gun. Oh, we yeah. Didn't. Well, and, and that's, that's yeah. I Someone made that gun. It says but, it's made for human hands. Right. That's what who, I'm saying. But yeah, what, a, what, what other member of that fire team made guns <laughs> that we know <laughs> of? Pancake. That's where I'm leaning towards blue. I mean, Pancake made the super good device. He never, he never ended up in the time stream to to have access to anything from the that future. we know of. Yeah, I mean, he okay, gets, so but okay, but I mean, bear with me, bear with me. Okay, we don't know how Pancake got out of the vault, right? We don't know how he got yeah. it out, and we know that he made a, a weapon with an AI embedded in it. So, what if he made the Mythoclass in the vault? Which is, it makes sense. It's made out of Vex. He made it in the vault and used it to get out of the vault and then lost it while he was in the vault, which is the Times Conflux, right? Yeah. And so then he created super good advice because he, you know, he was lonely. What, I mean, what, it, and the only thing that would seal that for me is if, if the Mythoclass actually started talking to you, like super good <laughs> advice does, but. Oh, mine does. It sings. <laughs> Yeah, it will. I, that's that's I true. Disagree. It does sing. <laughs> this is not good idea. Yeah, thanks, thanks. 
Um, you're going to go shoot oracles and shut up. And so it. E- either way, either way, I just manipulated about a, a five, six minute talk about the Vex Mythic class. So I'm happy. Um, <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that it's, it's the end all. And uh, I even made an alter ego named Rex Mythoclast. <laughs> and whenever I had my Mythoclast on, it was that. That's what was going on. So, uh, yeah. Hello. So on that so, note. We are at 11.58. You want to, Willie, you want to start the, give give a couple shout outs, Willie. You get two. Do it. All right. Of course, shout out to ishtark-collective.net. I love that website. That's where I love to go to to read my lore during the podcast, whether it's in or even in the chat. You know, char-collective.net. They don't seem to have 100% of everything right as far as, like, the order of everything or who it might be connected to, but still a website uh and then i know i only have one more left so i of course give a big shout out to my clan the dads of destiny foxtrot x1 that's things we talk about here because we try to be more family friendly on the podcast but we're all just uh Free. <laughs> You're free spirits. Yeah, I think that's the best way to try to put it, Justin. And after seeing what your founder did on stream, I have the utmost admiration. <laughs> I couldn't believe Fadian did that, to be honest. Oh my god. That's and a top he wasn't the only one either. You know? No, and Kanjos too, and, and a couple others. Kanjos, and we had another one who deleted all exotics, everything. You- which they're, they're a little bit salty about it. <laughs> Easy for those guys to do that. For I would be too. Um, you have yeah. to get... What about you, Justin? Okay, so I like. Are you done? Good, Will? Yeah, I'm good. I get oh, okay. You. I, was, I was cutting in and out. I didn't know if I was not hearing you for a reason. Uh, Yeah, because I suck. Um, Well, (laughs) first of all, my clan, DoD, Chatter White Crew. Um, Fun bunch of guys. We are small, but we are tremendous. Um, That was my, that was actually what it said in my yearbook. My prom date wrote that in there. But um, (laughs) that's a Justin quote, damn it. Um, I'd like to give it up for the live chat, everyone who makes it out. Um, um, Both of you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Everyone who makes it out. uh, um, I saw Manbag in there, pins. Um, Was that that Glitch in there? Yep, Glitch is in there. Manbag and Kyogen are in there right now. Nice, nice. Well, to all of you, thank you so much to making it to where it's not weird and we're not just speaking um, to each other for two hours because then we'd be a little bit like 13 year old girls um, and uh, I'd like to give a big sh- a big That's shout a out to a big compliment there <laughs> yeah uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to 
everyone who participated in, uh, donated to, watched, retweeted, or did anything um, regarding the Gift of Gaming stream we did this past weekend. It was awesome. Um, I had a great time being involved. And uh, everyone who donated, you're a rock star. And you're awesome. And uh, lastly, I had a bonus one because I'm cool like that. Uh, big shout out to Blue. Um, he's kind of like the the Axis mind that keeps this thing that keeps this thing turning over. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but I tried my hand at streaming uh, Saturday on the Gift of Gaming stream. You did good. The words dumpster and fire come to mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like, so here comes Chad White crew and <laughs> dead air. Um, and Blue came in and, and talked me off the ledge. And, and he does a whole bunch of stuff to make this podcast happen and get it out so everyone can listen to it afterwards. And um, just big shout out, big thank you. And to Willie as well, because he's awesome too. That's it. That's all my eight shout outs. That's all, that's all eight of them. All right. Yeah. I just have, I have, well, I have one and then we have a Christmas giveaway actually that we didn't really announce. I don't, I'm not a big fan of pushing giveaways to kind of get people into streams. I think that it's kind of cheap, but you know, when I get free stuff, I'm also not shy about just giving it away. Um, <clears throat> so first off though, I really, really do want to say, you know, the same way that Willie really likes Ishtar Collective. I have found that there are two subreddits on Des or on the Reddit site that are related to Destiny lore that are just phenomenal. Um, Destiny lore subreddit. It's one. It, these are both one word. Destiny lore is an amazing site or an amazing subreddit. It's an amazing amazing collection of places to go and. Yeah, honestly, we actually have one of the guys from the these two subreddits that actually just jumped into our chat. Unisyst is actually in our chat right now, or not in our chat, but in our band chat. And the Cryptarch subreddit, it's a it's an awesome site. And if you, it's basically they go through every single Grimoire card and they make sure that everything is uh, connected in a way that actually makes sense. But that's really where I have started using for a lot of my kind of. You know, like I said, I kind of think about more things about thematic analysis type of connections, and that's like my home now is right there. Um, but yeah, so let me let me right here. Let me pull up this chat real quick. We got a couple people in here, and let me just run this thing in. Here. Lee, are you wanting to jump in? Are you in the chat, Willie? Because you're going to be all salty. I'm so <laughs> Are you in the? Are trying you to be the, quiet. I'm trying to be. Uh, are you respectful. in the? Are you in the? Are you in the live chat? Or for the, the stream? Yes. For the, okay. Cool. All right. Here we go. And oh, okay. Well, that's awkward. I apparently won my own giveaway. <laughs> Let's try this again. As much as I, I would, I, I thank you so much. Thank you, Nightbot. You're, yeah. you're excellent at this. There he goes. All right, Kyojin. We actually right. have a loot crate. Um, what I'll need you to do, I just need you to email me your email address and <laughs> there's glitch. <laughs> your email address and your first and last name. Um, loot crate requires me to put that information in to send you a free loot crate for the month of December. 
Um, the theme of this month is Galaxy, and I don't know if you play Halo, but um, it's actually got a rec pack, and I'm not sure if it's an exclusive rec pack. I do know the item for Halo is an exclusive Halo item for Loot Crate. But that was the big, big selling point for this month's. If you have any feedback on the stream, if you have anything that you have any thoughts on as far as what we are talking about here, uh, we do have an email for the Focus Fire Chat. It is focusfirechat at gmail.com. Or you can email me personally. Uh, it's bluecrew86 at gmail.com. We are on Twitter as well at Focus Fire Chat. I'm at bluecrew underscore 86. And then Justin, your Twitter. And at at Justin Sane O five one six same as the gamer tag. Okay, and then Willie's is the one that's kind of confusing. And on Twitter, yeah, mine is at the Brink Job reasons because Merck, and I will be spitting ridiculous things out because two hours is not enough for the bullet class. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we're yeah just yeah we have a. We have a rumor mill going on in the chat right now. I stay away we, from it. We might actually be branching out from Destiny. Um, we've had a couple people who have asked us to go into other games in the same same way that we are going into Destiny on this, and so we're talking about that. And I'm going to be trying to get those details ironed out as well. So we'll we will see where that goes. And Kyojin, thank you very much. Um, we'll see where that goes, Justin. No. Um, but yep so without without further ado i will bid all of you a good night